You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 45, covering The Pirates of Orion, Bem, The Practical Joker, How Sharper Than a Serpent's Tooth, and The Counterclock Incident, with special guest Gav Brown. You know, there's an episode of Mystery Science Theater where um, they've done all the Gamera movies, and I think they do like six of them. And there's the last one, and they're having this big party on the Satellite of Love. They're like, yay, we don't have to do these anymore. And I feel like every time we get to the end of a Star Trek series, we should be doing that. Yeah. But we do invite Gav along, so that, that feels kind of like a party, because you're <laughs> drinking lots and lots of beer. So. Yeah, that's how you know we're done. I'm, I'm here all the time. Especially <laughs> at the, well, only at the end. You're always here at the end. Only at the end will you see. So that means uh, that means we're not going to see you again until uh, All Good Things, which is a yep. very long time from now. <laughs> now you'll oh, well. certainly be back. Um, we do have the final six episodes of the animated series, which, oddly enough, is the entire second season of the animated series. I guess they went British, so mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. We well, really don't need that many. Nah, I mean, kids are stupid. They'll watch the same thing over and over again. I mean, they watched this, so... Yep. The same well, thing the episode over. the episode itself is the same thing over and over again. It's like <laughs> fractal. It's like a tiny pattern and a bigger <laughs> pattern, and yeah, exactly. All right, let's let's get to this. We have a lot to do. Uh, the first one is mine. It was it is the Pirates of Orion. You heard me. Orion. So, the Enterprise is on its way to a scientific conference, and Kirk mentions that they've all just gotten over some kind of space disease, like it was no big deal. Well, that's not hubris at all. It's a total coincidence that Spock collapses at his station. Entirely unrelated. Oh, and when I say collapses, I mean that in the most hilarious way possible. Filmation's animation of anyone falling down or fainting is just, wow. Just thunk, straight down to the floor. Down in sickbay, Bones mentions that Spock wouldn't be dying if he just had red blood like a normal race. No, seriously, he's not just ribbing Spock, he's being totally serious. My diagnosis is that the pointy-eared freak has finally confirmed my theories on racial purity. (laughs) There is a drug that can help him, despite his racial handicap, but it's too far away. Fortunately, Bones and Kirk puzzle out a math problem and determine that the Enterprise, heading due galactic north at warp 6, can meet a ship traveling at warp 2 in the opposite direction about halfway with the drug they need in X plus 6 hours. And that's when we run into the Orions. You heard me. Actually, we spend most of the episode chasing around mysterious assailants who steal the cargo from that ship in the math problem. This includes a chase through some exploding asteroids for no apparent reason, and lots of Bones beating himself up for not being able to help that subhuman hobgoblin. But eventually, as we all knew they would from the fucking title of the episode, <laughs> we run into the Orions. You heard me. Oh god, don't even ask me what they look like. Not like those sexy dancing girls, I assure you. They're very filmation, let's just leave it at that. Kirk does some shady Kirk dealing and eventually tricks them out of the drug and out of killing themselves. Wait, what? <laughs> What do you guys want to try to describe these things to me? Because I tried a few times in my summary, and I just uh, no, this is just, no, 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 no. They're like the, if you, if you took like a light blue chap and put him in like aviator goggles <laughs> and gave him cat eyes and some kind of green tracksuit. Yes. <laughs> With yes, he, he, yeah, he's definitely from the seventies. Yes. Well, and the thing is, they don't look like pirates. And, and okay, I didn't expect, <laughs> no. a, you know, like a Jolly Roger and, a, and, a, and an eye patch and a parrot. But uh, space I pirates was... still have a certain look to them. And, and no, they just guys... look schlubby. 
Yeah. They look like green lanterns. A bit. They they mm. and being Orions, as they say, that's, you heard me. Um, <laughs> they uh, they they should be green, but instead they're blue. I I don't really get that at all. But hey, whatever. See, I, see, I buy that these are a different race that just lives lives near Orion. Wait, where? Orion. No, Orion. 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 <laughs> There's um. They, they Maybe they that... were green, but because they had the plague, they were. <laughs> yes, they were about to turn red. See, you're you're yeah. uh, you're mentioning something that happens in a, in a later episode, but since time is running backwards, we're actually mentioning it now. So yes, it'll all make sense later. Trust us. Um, <laughs> they they mention our favorite uh, stoner planet again, Beta Cannabis. Yep, <laughs> that's a lot of fun. There's, the there's, Sulu's there's... favorite planet. Yeah, well, he does love tripping balls, apparently. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I was reading on Memory Alpha, and apparently this is one of Roddenberry's favorite scripts. Of course it is. I mean, it's just, it's they're, they're chasing these space pirates around for half an hour and mm-hmm. trying to get a drug for Spock. Like, there's nothing particularly special about this. Nope. I love it. Thanks, Gene. <laughs> I mean, That's it's... not my script. It's just a catalog you're reading. Oh, it's great anyway. <laughs> Best thing I've ever you should, read. You should, write, you, should, you should write an episode. <laughs> you should put more God in this. <laughs> Don't forget, to tell them, don't forget to talk about how awesome humans are. Yeah, because that's, you know, and offer them paradise and then take it away from them or something. I don't fucking know. Mm. And that suffering is great. Yeah. The um, the whole thing about the Orions, you heard me, is um, <laughs> that they're neutrals. They're so concerned with, with uh, preserving their neutrality. They don't want to be perceived as, as being hostile or anything like that. And it really did feel like that Futurama episode with lousy, stinking neutrals. <laughs> <laughs> Tell my wife hello. Yes, exactly. But you know, again, it was very standard. Not, not great, not bad. Just very middle of the road. I, I honestly, <laughs> I expected us to have tons to say about this, but I'm, I'm already done. I, you guys have pretty, any... It was pretty generic. I just don't understand how they can be neutral. Hey, well, we're pirates, but we're neutral, <laughs> and no one's, no one's ever, no, no one's ever noticed this before. <laughs> I don't. I don't really get how that works. Maybe they they're um, equal opportunity pirates. Maybe they you know they raid <laughs> well, they, Federation ships as well as like Romulan ships, and so they're you know. So they're kind of like Robin Hood of space. Robin Hood yes. in space is a good title. That's probably a series that, that was filmation a, that did. Was, that was a series would... filmation did. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it was called Rocket Robin Hood. Oh, for the love of fuck! <laughs> of course, surely it should be Rocket Hood. <laughs> And yeah, it does well, explain the Orion's uh, clothes as well. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. They, they stole them from someone, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Get they do the look like very merry men. Possible. Apart from they never smile. Well, that's a genetic and they, thing. And they have cardboard cutouts. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one guy, stand, he doesn't move, standing behind the Orion, you heard me, Captain. Um, and he's just standing there with his hands on his hips and uh, just like... There's no other angle of him. There's no. Anything. It's clearly a cardboard cutout. Just sort of tips over. Yeah, there might have been get, another guy on the other side, but uh, shit, get that fun. back up. Kirk's watching us. Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing, Captain. Nothing. Well, nothing. well this sounds like a, a hilarious bit of comedy we've come up with, but you know, you, you do remember the Baylock puppet. I mean, people do shit yep. like that. It's this standee cost me fortunes. <laughs> I stole this from some Romulans. <laughs> Look, Quite was this they the... had a standee of me, I don't know. <laughs> it was this or the tenant Doctor Who. I made my choice. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't stand by it. 
Um, the, near the end, they talk about uh, they, they would rather kill themselves than be captured. I love that they did just work in suicide in a kid's cartoon. Yeah. Hey, kids. Ever thought about this? Murder yourself. <laughs> yeah. What is what, Ever mommy, thought about what's suicide? suicide? <laughs> Ever thought about controlling the population growth? <laughs> wow. <laughs> kids love Star Trek. <laughs> and there's a I, I was on um, I was on ridiculous Shatner delivery watch here. There's a there's a bit where uh, he just obviously blew this delivery, but they they kept it. He probably yelled at someone or something. But uh, it, the line is "Get me Starfleet, Lieutenant." But instead, he says, get me Starfleet Lieutenant. Like, call the Starfleet Lieutenant for me. Hello, Starfleet Lieutenant? <laughs> ah, Jim Kirk here. Friend Kirk. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a line that Matt and I fixated on in, uh, I think it was like season two of the live action series, where they talk about the medical lab. Yes, the medical lab. They just put the emphasis on very strange words for no reason at all. Meet the lieutenant at the medical lab. The medical lab. So yeah, but other than that, I mean, there's really nothing special or funny or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Or good. No, the the, the uh, most standout thing about this was the, uh, the clothes that they wore. Yeah. <laughs> really not much. What was it? Yep. Shit, shitty baggy jumpsuits. Yep. Yes. They, they really did look like pulp <laughs> villains. They looked like old school, like Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon, maybe even old Doctor Who. Sorry, Gav. Yeah. They they look like someone that should have been dancing with MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Only uh, 10, 15 years ahead of their time, so... Oh, well, yeah. There you go. Or he was 10, 15 years behind his time. That's highly possible. Yeah. Just as long as he doesn't hurt anyone. <laughs> Please! <laughs> Please, Kirk, don't hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> we like to do it ourselves. <laughs> Swallow suicide pills. Oh, right. <laughs> All right, so my alternate title for this episode was The Pirates of Orion. <laughs> and uh, my quote is, I, I don't want you to just take, don't just take my word for it. I, I really want you to hear uh, Bones being horribly racist. So here's, here's a sample of that. Bastard falcon. Why couldn't you have red blood like any normal human? All right. So Gav, why don't you tell the good racism. people about Bem? Bem. Well, the Enterprise is on a contact mission to the Delta Theta fraternity planet uh, has an observer, Ari Bin-Bem, from the planet Panthru. Before beaming down, Kirk is adamant that they do no unnecessary risks. Irony alert. Uh, Bem, after remaining in his quarters for days, presumably whittling Enterprise gadgets out of soap, suddenly fancies some fresh air, or maybe he just likes frat boys. Who knows? This planet is apparently an aborigine one. Well, there's every other type of damn planet. Kirk can't uh, can't let Bem beam down without adequate protection. Another irony alert. Uh, he eventually relents, and Bem sets the transporter controls, which drunk Scotty says are fine. <laughs> Kirk and Spock are beamed several feet above a lake. Bem jumps in, dude, so he, just so you can see what the Enterprise has never done, separate his saucer and replace their communicators and phasers with replicas. <laughs> Uhura, back on the ship, has discovered an anomaly on the planet. Yes, it's Kirk's ego, which leads him to give her orders from the planet again, which she probably ignores. Bem, getting bored, makes a run for it, detaching it into pieces and being captured by Aborigines, who are just giant lizards with a spear and magic helmet. No, wait, orange nappies. Kirk and Spock reluctantly decide to go back for Bem, despite him being a dick. Yeah, we've all been there. They've captured and Bem separates himself uh, to give them back their gadgets. 
But you see, he's a colony creature. Kirk asked why he didn't do that earlier, but it wouldn't have been funny then. They escape, but the anomaly turns out to be Disco Light's alien, which stops them because the lizards are their, are her children. Rhymes. Kirk, like any geek, tells her that they're there to classify the planet. This goes down well, and she confiscates their weapons. Oh, and they just got them back. Bem says Kirk is a garbage captain. True, but isn't that just like Harry Mudd calling Cyrano Jones a con artist? Bem buggers off again, and Kirk discover, or contacts the uh, disco alien, saying they're sorry and won't do it again, crossing his fingers behind his back. Seconds later, Kirk beams down an entire army to look for Bem, who is promptly shamed and wants to fall into pieces. And the disco alien says today's lesson about mistakes or something, so off they go, quarantine the planet, where it will only exist in semi-continuity. <laughs> I, uh, I, was, I was reading uh, Memory Alpha, as we tend to do, and um, David mm-hmm. Gerald, in a, who wrote uh, Trouble with Tribbles and a few other things, very graciously very uh, tried to be... Uh, Try to be a good sport about this, but basically said, I wrote a decent episode and Gene came in and fucked it all up. <laughs> he said, why don't you really? put some, why don't you put a God in this? And he's like, oh, haven't we done that a thousand times already? We're, we're already doing an episode where aliens are <laughs> testing the crew. Yeah. How no, many more it's... cliches do you want in here? 18. <laughs> all of them. But it's, it's, it's interesting for, on that level to know that it started out as something a little better, but on the level of, of David Gerald really trying to respect Gene's memory and trying to you know, not speak ill of him, but also say, "Look, he he just he fucked my episode up. Mm-hmm. He was Gene was not very good, you guys." Mm. Uh, another another thing, um, he actually got permission to uh, officially, uh, semi officially, as Gav says, because this isn't actually canon, <laughs> or maybe it is. Who knows? But for the first time, say it uh, is to me. Kirk's full name, James Tiberius Kirk. Yep. <laughs> and then they proceed in in filmation fashion just to do it over and over and over again. Yep. <laughs> Well, they've already uh, animated the lip sync, so they might as well do it again. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll take up precious minutes. Yeah, Tiberia. That's complicated. You don't want to waste that. No. What's that name again? I forgot. <laughs> it's Mr. Plow. <laughs> <laughs> that name again is Mr. Tiberius. <laughs> they call me Mr. Tiberius. <laughs> I do like the idea of the exchange officer. I like, you know, taking an alien and, and swapping him on, on a on a different ship and that sort yep. of thing but uh it's a pretty he's a dick yeah exactly <laughs> and a creepy dick too several dicks that combine into one dick <laughs> and on top yes. of all that his dick can leave <laughs> it flies off and goes ah <laughs> i was actually bat and that's where that came from i was actually very disappointed that uh, in this in these six episodes we didn't get any dick bats yeah it would have been nice to say goodbye to them yeah uh, which, which reminds me very quickly, I, I did want to mention, we do have a Tumblr now of uh, of wacky internet memes based on the Star Trek animated series. Uh, it started out with ju- just Dick Bat related, but we've uh, Vishal actually did a whole bunch of them, sort of a, a broader topic thing. And uh, if you want to check it out or if you want to contribute to it, it's uh, fuckyeahdickbats.tumblr.com. Yep, because traditions must be kept. Of course. We're Indeed. Just... Anyway, back back to the episode. Um and now, back to the show. <laughs> I don't know, this wasn't a bad episode. I kind of, I like, you know, the basic it idea. It was all right. Bem uh, is a prick. Yeah, it wasn't anything particularly bad about it. Well, oh, no, no more than other ones. But there was some good dialogue, at least. I mean, you could tell David Gerald is a decent writer, and you could tell he knows the characters, and he, you know, 
I, I'm not going to step on your, your quote of the episode, but that's a particularly good exchange. And there's yep. a few of those throughout the thing. Just yeah. lots of, lots of nice little nods to the, to the fans and little in character things. And yeah. Yeah. The dialogue's quite good. It's just, a, I just think it's the animation sort of lets it down again. Well, I mean, that's like when they were, when they were captured in, the, in that wood, in those wood cages, um, <laughs> a good gust of wind, and that they would have blown away, and then they'd been free again. Yeah, they were like bamboo cages, and we all we all said, "Well, just pick it up." Yeah, just pick <laughs> it up and leave. Untie the little strings. Yep. <laughs> and and the concept of them, the idea of an alien that can split its body into different, uh, you know, autonomous component parts, is a neat idea. But the way filmation does it is just splits the parts of the cell up, the parts that move, so yeah. the arms and yeah. the head and the legs, and just. <laughs> Once That's you it. see a once you see a pair of legs run off uh, run off with like these weird little wispy arms sticking out of it, it's really not as cool as you would think. No, and you know you'd have to really uh, design something unique and cool to make it work. But it is a it is a, a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Just a, a a creature that can separate into different parts. But yeah, whatever. And then the fact that he was going to kill himself by falling apart. <laughs> yeah, that's another <laughs> another suicide episode. Yep, I have shamed Which... myself. But but she but she fell apart several times during the episode and didn't kill himself. Yeah, yeah. I think he just wanted attention. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm one is making myself. a cry for help. This is this is it's real this time. <laughs> this one just wants a hug. <laughs> well, hug yourself. This one is you going keep to away jump. from me. <laughs> There's a. Obey me. <laughs> this may be the only animated episode that they actually mention the Prime Directive. They they pretty much ignore yes. it, but yep. at least they acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's not that important. <laughs> but, you know, it seems like they kind of left it out for quite a while, so mm-hmm. nice to at least acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, There's a bit when they, uh, when they were saying they were walking through a thick rainforest. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was basically, which basically, there was just the well, the silhouettes again. Well, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> walking through a, cl- a large clearing uh, with two lines of trees, both uh, you know, back and front. Yeah, that's a thick rainforest. This, what do you, I mean, this, I don't. Oh, this this rainforest. I can't get through this. I don't know what your rainforests are like in the UK, Gav, but uh, over here in North yeah. America, that's exactly what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we that... just have rain here. <laughs> Uh, insert Seattle joke here. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to go there. As, as you guys would say, ah, comedy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, uh, there's a bit where, uh, Kirk's, tri- oh, there's a bit where they're trying to contact the entity and the, the communicator's not enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they decided to, to, uh, wire the, the two communicators, Fox and his together to, to work better. Which okay, I could kind of understand that, but animated wise, they uh, Kirk tosses it over, and Spock immediately tosses them both glued together back over yeah. in in one second. And apparently now they work better. I guess. And then Kirk calls the entity and Kirk to entity. And that's just a nice little <laughs> come, verbal come joke. In entity. Yeah. But you know, it's not bad. Like I said, I, I could see how the first draft was probably better because you know the, the whole God thing wasn't in there and just. Uh, yep. The idea of, of them, te- I mean, the test thing is overdone, but I don't know. Seeing, like, an exchange officer seeing if these guys are worthy, ad- like, worthy allies kind of makes uh. sense. Like, and the, uh, 
disco alien, or the alien <laughs> that was just disco lights, basically. Yeah, and, and Uhura's voice. <laughs> Which was just Uhura's based exact voice. Yep. I, I, was, I don't think she hardly changed it at all, <laughs> unless she just talked through it like a tube or something. Yeah, they put her some reverb on her, but that's about it. No, I like oh, Gab's idea I'm better. God that now. She talked into a t- uh, like a, a paper towel tube. <laughs> I'm an alien. There's a bit at the end where, where her actually says we're getting a message from the planet, and I'm pretty sure her just gets the tube up and starts. Talking. <laughs> There's no message at all. They're her children. What is with all these episodes? Ever, ever the Enterprise is someone's child, not they're her children. Yep. No, there's another episode where they turn into children. Yeah. Oh. You, think, you think it was a kid's show or something? Yeah. I, it's <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anything else? I, I feel like, again, I feel like we should be saying more, but uh, not a lot happened. Well, if something happened, we'd talk about it. Yeah, exactly. But nothing but did. So I'm not really much. rushing through these. We'll take as much time as we need to take, but there's not much more to say, I don't think. No. Uh, Gav, do you have a, an alternate title? Yes, uh, my alternate title is Harry Ben Bem and the Disco Hollows. Very nice. And your quote? Uh, my quote is about the one you, you uh, mentioned earlier um, when uh, Kirk and Spock are captured, and it's just a great, um, you know, bit of play between them. It's just, it's just really like uh, Star Trek Four, you know, yeah. the sort of by play they have. Mm-hmm. And here it is. How come we always end up like this? I assume that's a rhetorical question, Captain, not requiring an answer. I was just expressing my curiosity at our ability to get into these kind of situations. Fate, Captain. Fate. Fate? Spock? I believe that is the correct Earth term. Why don't you try your... uh, Vulcan nerve pinch? Captain, I am only a Vulcan. There are limits. Yeah, nice nice bit of meta humor there. Oh, jeez, your, uh, what the hell is that thing called? <laughs> Vulcan nerve pinch? Yeah, it seems like they're high or something. Everyone's you're, you're, uh, very You're subdued. a Vulcan, are you? I can't remember. What, what is the point of your, not a Romulan, you're the good ones. Ah, uh, uh, what the hell are you called? You rice know, picker. You I remember the rice picker. What was that about? Oh, Christ. All right, Matt, well, since there was an episode that had the name of a Batman villain in the title, I assume that's why you wanted to pick this. So, Well, uh, yes, it's also why I chose to watch the Two-Face agenda. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us now about the practical Joker. All right. While on routine geological studies, the Enterprise accidentally pisses off some Romulans, presumably by breathing in and out too loudly, and it's forced to beat cheeks for home. In the process, it flies through a dangerous and lightning-filled space cloud, because once again, space is small and it's impossible to go around stuff. Soon after, mysterious pranks start being played on the Enterprise crew. Cutlery starts breaking, Spock's viewmaster gives him little black circles around his eyes, and in a shocking twist, Kirk's shirt reveals him to be a jerk. (laughs) The pranks leave the crew paranoid and on edge, like me, every April 1st. After some fancy detective work, specifically figuring out that the Enterprise itself is mocking them, Spock rationalizes that something has made the Enterprise's computers completely insane. Knowing this, Bones, Uhura, and Sulu still think it's a fine idea to go explore what is essentially the holodeck in its first appearance ever. Uh, having never seen Next Gen, they are completely surprised when it malfunctions and tries to kill them. The, Enterprise, or the computer then releases laughing gas into the ship's air supply and starts heading towards Romulan space. The Enterprise encounters those same damn Romulans from the first part of the episode and also the Mexican insanity cloud. <laughs> They fly through it backwards, and it essentially kills the computer. The day is saved, but Kirk is still a jerk. 
Yeah, I do like, as you pointed out, the very first appearance of the holodeck mm. is also the very first appearance of a holodeck malfunction. Yep. They basically, like, <laughs> apparently they have this room that no one's ever gone into before where you can bring up the woods and walk Well, what they call it, the recreation so deck or something yeah. like that. Which, it's a cool idea. And apparently they wanted to put it in the live-action show, but they didn't have the budget or they didn't work it into the script or whatever. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, shockingly, Gene had an idea, and it didn't appear in 15 episodes. No, and it's actually not <laughs> a bad idea. I mean, um, you know, the, the the malfunction thing, of course, got way overused in Next Gen. Yeah. When they just used it for the, the captain's going to go have a private eye adventure, that was kind of cool. Yep. But I like, I don't know, I like, if the animated series isn't canon, I like that they waited, because it's kind of a, it feels more like we're further into the future. Yeah. It feels like something they would have developed 100 years later, not necessarily, you know, during Kirk's time. Yeah. I, original series, I guess, really didn't have access to hologram technology. Like, I can't think of any time they actually had holograms on that show. They dealt with some alien holograms. Like, I think uh, a few different things on various planets were holograms, but I don't think they actually had it themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Interesting. If true. <laughs> the, um, the, the spatial anomaly that they run into, again, I guess Filmation <laughs> must have gotten my letters, because now those uh, space fireworks have little lightning bolts. <laughs> So much better. Not bad. Look out, it's a space I'm just, cloud. I'm just disappointed it didn't end up in Megas 2. <laughs> My least favorite planet of all. <laughs> I, I, put, I left a note here to, to mention, apparently we entered a cloud that made the computer alive. You know, like what probably happened to Voyager every third week. <laughs> it did feel like a very tedious next-gen era, late next-gen era, we've done this plot a thousand times plot. Oh, no, the ship's trying to kill us again. Now, Gav, as, as our resident Voyager expert, is that true, or am I making an unfair assumption there? I don't think the computers come out alive in Voyager. I remember it did in Next Generation. Yeah, it was one of the last episodes. Emergence. It was, yeah, it was in that very late seven. period when... when I think they, it was, like, one of the last episodes. Yeah, as I recall, that was one of the ones right before the finale. But, um... But it was just bizarre. But it, it just feels like one of those, uh, now what do we do? Uh, the computer comes alive. Let's do that. Yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> Everyone's read 2001, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's always true of stars. <laughs> My God. This is, uh, this is the last time we're doing um, uh, the, the original series in you know episode form. We, we still got to do the movies. So we're really glad because we've run out of jokes to make to each other as we're watching the opening star field. Yeah, it'd be nice to not have to look at them anymore for a while. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to do basically the same thing for next gen, but uh, mm -hmm. a little different at least. Oh, God, that was seven years of that. Yep. <laughs> and there was a lot more episodes. True. 170-something, I think. Yep. Um, oh, you, you didn't even mention the, the balloon. Oh, God, yes. At one point, oh, the... Yes. The enterprise, uh, the computer decides to trick the Romulans by releasing a balloon that looks exactly like the Enterprise that the Enterprise just happens to have. Yep. Because that floats as, in space. Because it's... as the Enterprise computer puts it, Romulans hate balloons. <laughs> Which led well, us something to always ba something bad happens always. When <laughs> that led us to this whole weird tangent about how Romulans have this uh, racial <laughs> hatred of balloons. The it's the way same way Klingons hate tribbles. Uh, tribbles. Yes. Now Vulcans are fine with them. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the ways that they're different. They also Vulcans love balloons. No yes. Tribbles, balloons, but, they're fine. But Vulcans hate uh, chalkboards. 
Yeah. You like this pork, do you? Ah! Ah! <laughs> the pain. It's destroying me. <laughs> and at the end, they go back through the cloud backwards because, okay, whatever. Reverse the polarity. That's your problems, standard yes. cop out. But basically, you've taken something that's come alive and killed it. And you hear its death throes as they're coming through. Wait, what are you doing? And I just expected the computer to go, so lonely. <laughs> Don't leave me. Yeah. That but was it, a jerk. Well, Kirk was a jerk, too. A murderous jerk. Yeah. Now, that <laughs> seems to be, like, in the, in the live-action series, they seem to leave people behind on planets a lot. In this one, they they seem to either kill them. Murders or lot. Yeah, it just, like, it's it's taking it to the next level, almost. <laughs> Leave them even more helpless somehow. Just, just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I in general like like okay, it's a dumb premise. The computer comes alive and plays practical jokes. Someone literally gets a pie in the face. I think it was Scotty. <laughs> yep. Yes, and there's comedy. No, there was uh, there was comedy music at the end of this episode. Wasn't yeah, there? there was, but they have that whimsical music for half the episodes. I mean, that's that's the standard laugh on the bridge that they took from the live action series. That's not that unusual. Oh, and of course, new, uh, new, newly discovered xenophobe Scotty just blames uh, Eric's. <laughs> well, I like they're in the they're in whatever they call <laughs> like, it. The f- he's moved on for blaming women, you see. <laughs> yes. Well, they're in the food dispensary or whatever the hell they call it, the mess or I don't know, whatever canteen. Uh, yeah. Um, and and Scotty's getting food before his wacky pie face thing, and uh, Eric's and Mress invite him over to eat, and he's like, "I'm not going to eat with you. I'm a human." <laughs> For one thing, you're clearly eating turds. <laughs> she's eating meow yes, mix. She was. She's singing it to herself while she's eating meow, 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 meow. That's not the yeah, theme. That's her home. That's her home singing meow, meow to herself. What's that? <laughs> Would you uh, sit with her if she was singing that to herself? <laughs> Probably not. Will you uh, stop fucking singing? <laughs> the fact that Eric was doing it too was really weird. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. <laughs> God. Oh baby! Oh baby! <laughs> yeah, I mean, is a... he saying that to his food? <laughs> Get in, be inside of me. God, Mister Spock or Mister Scott, would you like to have dinner with us? Oh baby! <laughs> oh, <laughs> somehow I somehow I can't stop myself from sitting with you. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, dumb premise, but I mean, there was there were some genuinely fun moments, and the, the first appearance of the holodeck isn't bad, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Seeing some Romulans is okay. So there, there were some okay things in here. I really want. Uh, I, did, I, really, I did like. Sorry, go. I, I really want them to make a uh, like a version of the uh, the captain's shirt that you can buy with Kirk as a jerk written on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would probably buy that, or or a variant uh, action figure that has that on it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I did like uh, that. The Romulans were hiding behind a, like a small moon or rock, yeah. and they couldn't see them until they actually saw them. Well, space is two-dimensional in the uh, in Star yes. Trek universe, apparently. And also, the, apparently, the Romulans couldn't decide which is the real Enterprise from a balloon. <laughs> yeah, a balloon. Or the actual <laughs> Enterprise. And we couldn't tell because it's filmation and they're, they're crap. But uh, <laughs> apparently, the balloon is like five times the size of the Enterprise. Like, it's meant to look like they called in a... Um, uh, a giant I, ship? Yeah. Uh, 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 what am I trying to think of? The uh, I don't even know. I've lost words. I've had a stroke, apparently. I better make myself look big. <laughs> yeah. No, they've called in an ally. They've called in some backup that's like a, you know, a giant ship. 
that, whoa, we better we better back off because oh god, and it's a balloon. Oh Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> something bad's gonna happen. Balloons, no. Yeah. All right, uh, Matt, you got a title for this one? Uh, yeah, the Federation's funniest home video is featuring Bob Saget. <laughs> well, Bob Saget would have made it even more hilarious. That's true. <laughs> Uh, and oh no! And then Kirk got hit in the junk. Bonk! Uh oh! <laughs> That's gotta hurt. Uh, and your quote? Uh, I went with uh, when Bo- Bones, Uhura, and Sulu are stuck in the uh, are st- are stuck in the holodeck, and the computer starts flooding the ship with laughing gas. Mm. Sulu has the most terrifying fucking laugh I have ever heard. He sounds like he's going insane. <laughs> If we don't keep moving, we're going to freeze. <laughs> well, you know, Takei's voice doesn't really lend itself to chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like uh, you sound like Barney Rubble there. <laughs> I also liked, uh, I, don't, I didn't include this, I also like uh, Spock describing a uh the enterprise freezes over a hallway and spock describes the mist in it as a legitimate fog (laughs) i bet there's a star trek novel called a legitimate fog (laughs) it's legitimate fog level two (laughs) (laughs) all right on to uh one of mine which is entitled for some reason albatross uh the episode opens with what feels very much like a final scene. That same bit of final scene music is playing, and some goofy aliens are thanking Kirk for something. Are we in some kind of backwards universe? No, that happens later. Unless time is running in reverse already somehow. The aliens hand Kirk some kind of medieval scroll thing that says Bones is under arrest for being responsible for a deadly plague. Oh, so I guess that's a crime now. <laughs> Apparently he was on a team 19 years ago that created a deadly plague. So it's a fair cop. Naturally, Kirk and Spock return to the Enterprise to research a way to trick Bones out of jail. I mean, free him with facts and justice. They visit Dramia 2, a planet affected by the plague, along with a Dramian stowaway. There they meet a survivor who describes the plague as a series of pigment changes. Of course. You just know we're going to see somebody turn green, then red, then blue, because this is a cheap effect that Filmation has used two or three times before, and hey, why the hell not use it again? Oh, and look, there he goes, while they're bringing him back as a witness to state that Bones was innocent. Everyone else catches it, too, because, well, I told you why. Naturally, Spock is immune, and he's declared General Order 6, which explodes up the ship if everyone on board dies of the idiotic color plague thing. Then he illegally breaks Bones out of jail, and they cure the plague. And you know, I buy that nobody but these two guys can figure that out, because they're awesome. Yeah, they are. Yep. <laughs> Even in this series, which is, you know, substandard to the live-action show for the most part, those those guys' awesomeness still car- carries through. Yep. The Dramians are fucking hideous. Yeah, they are. They're, um... I was reading, I think it was, uh, Koenig actually wrote an intro to one of the comics where he's talking about Next Gen, and how he doesn't know much about it, and he refers to Ferengi as jug-eared pumpkin people. <laughs> I think that fits <laughs> these guys as so well. So the Dramians. Yeah. Yep. The jug-eared pumpkin people. They've got, like, these weird tentacly hands. Those things are cool, actually. They're kind of expressive. Like, they make them do human things, like cross their arms or steeple their fingers. Yeah. But they do it with tentacles, and it, it actually looks pretty cool. They have, like, they have, like, 
Uh, like, much sticks for legs. Yeah, the yes! lower body. Like, they have really, yeah, really yeah. slender waists and then, yeah, like, creepy yeah. tiny legs. Much sticks for legs. Sorry, sorry Latep. <laughs> nice. Um, now working a sock thing there. And, uh... <laughs> and we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and their ships look like garbage trucks. With their faces. Garbage the trucks. Yes, with their, yeah. On the, on, the, on the front, it looks more like their faces. It's very, very nice. Also, sort of like the, appear... the truck from Maximum Overdrive. I don't know that one, but I'll take your word for it. The um, All their voices appear to be done by uh, whatever producers happen to be hanging out yep. in the studio because they don't really uh, sound like professional voice actors. Well, there's a plague. Yeah, there sure is a plague. They all sound I'm like former sure President it's just Gerald the... Ford. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just who was in the sandwich shop next door. <laughs> Could you just say there's a plague? There's a plague? That's brilliant. Thanks. Perfect. Got it. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Obey us. <laughs> Very nice. Don't be an obeying here. Eric, <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, I, I like the idea of Bones being accused of, of that, but I, I don't know. I think that's become a cliche now, too. Like, they go to a planet and someone's accused of murder or accused of genocide or, like, we've yeah. done that a lot now. Yeah, when, and it, there's when a this... trial. Yeah. When this episode started, I'm like, God damn, another fucking court episode? Really? But the court part wasn't most of it. Like, most no. of it was trying to track down the... And that part is okay, because that mm. part's like, we're going to try and figure out what happened, and it's more of a mystery than a, a courtroom thing. Yeah, and once again, Dramia 2, fucking gorgeous. Yeah, the, the background planets, whoever did yeah. the background planets on the show did a, did a really good job. Um, I love I love their, like, government was called the Hall of Justice. <laughs> yeah, they did have the Hall <laughs> Meanwhile... And the thing is, they had Ted Knight on a few weeks ago, so they could have just had him going later at the Hall of Justice. Hi. <laughs> Obey me. Obey me. And uh, nobody, nobody threatened to commit suicide at the end of this episode, so, so no. That so nice. that's uh, that's that's two for three. Yeah. <laughs> so got a few more to go, though. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we've had the, the the dick bats, and now this is the suicide run. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe that was season two's arc. Actually, Suicide Run was going to be the last episode of the animated series. <laughs> suicide Run. They got canceled first. Damn it. The last two episodes were going to be a legitimate fog and the Suicide Run. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the series committed suicide. <laughs> there's, um, there, there's a guy, I pointed this out a few weeks ago. There's a guy who made these fake um, PSAs. Like the uh, and don't consort with the devil one that makes yep. me laugh so much. <laughs> and apparently, uh, you guys were telling me I know he was working on this. I didn't realize he'd actually finished one. Uh, basically, doing the filmation thing, recycling animation to the point where he's made a new episode. Yeah, I think he's made a, at least two. Uh, Michelle, yeah, uh, put it uh, on Twitter. So I saw that. That's yeah. very cool. I mean, you know, because they did it so much, it, it, it's not really that out of place. But no, I know Gav, you were telling me the voices aren't that great. So no, it looks good. It looks great. You know, you could, uh, but it's just the voices, uh, they're oh, just stupid. not right at all, and I just get, bo- you know, I can't watch it. Yeah, that would that would really put me off as well. But all you need, I mean, you need someone who sounds like James Doohan, and then just do his three voices over and over, and you got most <laughs> of it right there. Uh, I told you not to get someone to recast me. Okay. <laughs> Retain me! <laughs> yes. James Doohan, you're going to have to do all the voices by yourself. So lonely. <laughs> you know, for the for this series only being 22 episodes, it has generated a, 
<laughs> a very large amount of yeah hilarity has come That's from because these it's so fucking goofy. <laughs> and twenty-two half-hour episodes, so really only eleven hours of stuff. Yep. But yeah, we've gotten we've gotten a lot of good out of this show. <laughs> I would watch this. I would watch these twenty-two episodes over uh, Star Trek the, the the live action series season three probably nine times out of ten. Yep. It's faster for one thing. You're going, it's more you go fun. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just more fun. Yep. I mean, even the bad episodes are, you know, goofy and, and just utterly ridiculous. Yep. I mean, in the wor- and worst this one, episode, you get to see something stupid happen. Yeah. I, I don't know what the worst episode of this one is. It might be uh, It might be the one coming up with... The, well, I don't want to spoil it. There's a big... Yeah. It's a big, there's a big... No, it's a... Uh, did you do the one with the big snake? I did. No, no. Or is that oh, yes. oh, yes. Oh, ah. yes. This uh, thing. Yeah. We'll get to that the in a snake, second. Uh, the snake. Badger, badger, badger. <laughs> Do we have uh, anything else about this one? Or? Um, no. I don't I don't think. I guess not, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Green, uh, my alternate. This has green Uhura in it. Does uh, Bob know about that? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's something he needs to know about because that is uh, relevant to his interests. Yes. Uh, my alternate yeah. title, I actually forgot to write one down, but uh, off the top of my head, I'll say, "Of course you don't get fucking wafers with it," because <laughs> that's just the reference I've been making. It. I have no idea why this was called Albatross at no. all. Yeah, I was just going to say why. I know Albatross is like unlucky if you shoot well, it from, or something. It's from Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah. yeah, it's like a yeah, but do, I don't. No, why? No, that is, think, symbolically think, it doesn't really. I don't fit think. Here. I don't think McCoy shot anyone. Yeah, and, uh, no. and unlike uh, and unlike the episode we're about to do, they don't just explain it at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> in gruesome detail. Well, not gruesome. In intricate yes. detail. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, well Captain, an albatross. Listen, uh, I, Gav, you were also you're about my age. We were, we were kids in the seventies. We didn't read Shakespeare. We weren't, uh, you know. Well, I mean, maybe you did. No. Maybe it's like mandatory in the UK, but. Uh, no, I, I try not to read Shakespeare. I had, I had uh, well, you, you haven't really experienced it until you've read it in the original Klingon. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> or the original Klingon. Yes. Which is they should bring Klingons back, Klingon. really. Well, maybe maybe Abrams in the next Yeah, movie. we can only hope. Yeah. In, yeah. in the 22nd century. Yeah. <laughs> Which is when the next movie will come out. Ugh. Yes. All right. Uh, my my quote for this episode is actually Kirk kind of being a little sneaky, trying to uh, trying to deliberately provoke the uh, the Dramian uh, uh, stowaway. Besides, he'll probably prefer to sneak aboard, seeing that we carelessly left the hangar doors open. But the hangar doors aren't open, Captain. Ah, yes. Take care of that oversight, will you, Mister Sulin? So I thought that was kind of. Kind of clever there. Boy, it'd be a real shame if Dramian's got on the ship. Hope that doesn't happen. Whoops. <laughs> Left the door open. Oh, How did that oh happen? no. And uh, we'll just break real hard now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Matt, why don't you do So the World is Hollow and How Sharper Than a Serpent's Tooth in the Sky? <laughs> yeah. All right, so a mysterious probe has been scanning Earth, and Starfleet sends the Enterprise to investigate it. They soon encounter a completely fucking awesome giant dragon starship. Seriously, this thing looks like the last boss in the sweetest shooter game ever. Ensign Walking Bear, who's been there all along, who says he hasn't, Sulu's on vacation, <laughs> shut up, pipes in that the ship resembles the ancient god, the ancient Aztec and Mayan god, Cuckoo Khan, from back when gods were cool monsters rather, rather than boring, invisible, bearded skymen. 
Cuckoo Khan, <laughs> like all gods in Star Trek, is pissed that nobody worships him anymore. In fact, the only person who still believes in him in the entire universe is Ensign Walking Bear. What luck! He was assigned to bridge detail today. Cuckoo Khan beams all of the important <laughs> cast members, like Kirk and Walking Bear, over to his awesome ship. Cuckoo Khan then tells them that he will only reveal himself if they solve his ancient, unstoppable, unsolvable puzzle. If they fail, Cuckoo Khan will destroy the Enterprise. Luckily, it's a fairly generic light reflection puzzle, which I personally haven't solved in every Zelda game ever, and so Cuckoo Khan reveals himself as a giant flying snake with flower petals and a booming voice like the lion in the old Rankin-Bass Rudolph Christmas special. <laughs> Cuckoo Khan then shows them that it's zoo full of caged animals who believe they're still on their home planets. Kirk, still pissed about the whole being captured thing, lets a rare Capellan power cat loose, and it runs amok, ruining everything. It attacks Cuckoo Khan, who reveals himself to be mortal, and he sends the crew back to the Enterprise after Kirk delivers a typical speech about how awesome humanity is. Take that, everyone else ever! <laughs> One thing we pointed out as we were watching this together is how much fun it is to say Capellan Power Cat. Yep. It just really rolls off the tongue. The best 80s nice. hair metal band ever. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Capellan Power Cat! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Be awesome to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you got a space god. Yep. You got people being kept in a zoo. You got people resisting the idea of being kept in paradise. Yep. You get people being tested. Yeah. And you got. Uh, well, no, we're enlightened now. We don't need you yep. anymore. It's seriously every Star Trek cliche in a single episode. And we have a snake god that's so lonely. Oh <laughs> God, I fucking hate that thing. <laughs> and he is called Cuckoo Khan. Yep. Except by Shatner, who calls him Kukla Khan. Here's my, uh, here's my script, Mr. Roddenberry. You should put a god in it. There's already a god in it. Put another one in! This needs two gods. <laughs> um, I, those of you who have heard my, uh, my Transformers reviews know that I was a big fan of a writer called David Wise who ended up going on and creating uh, the, the cartoon version of the Ninja Turtles and a bunch of other stuff. Like big, you know, Decent, decent writer. This was apparently his first thing that he ever wrote, and uh, wow. Yeah, it shows. Yeah, not, <laughs> not good. Now, I guess they were trying to go for some, you know, respect to the Native American culture and, and, and all that sort of thing, which is fine, but didn't we do that already? Uh, didn't we already have really Indian DC Fontana. I don't really understand how Native Americans, you know, worship Mayan gods, because aren't they, like, different yeah, I, continents? No, the Mayans were in South America, and the Native Americans technically are all over North, North and, and South America. Or the North and South. Yeah. Because they're connected, and, you know, there was migration and stuff, and it's the Mayans and the oh, Aztecs, right. and they're all, like, they're all descended from the same, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I sh trying I to sound like I should go for diversity yes. training. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Uh, apparently, DC Fontana was uh, just completely obsessed with the idea that uh, one of the writers of this it was a Native American and she was completely just, you have to include some of your background in this. It has to be about the, your beliefs and stuff. Uh, and that's how Chakotay came about, I guess. Yeah, it, uh, Chakotay. Like, he, he, he turned in a script and she's like, no, you need to, uh, you need to Native American this by about 48%. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, we mentioned this about when we were going on and on about Voyager in our supplemental episode recently that Chakotay's whole thing was that his only characteristic is that he's Indian. That's yep. it. That's all he does is be Indian. And it's like, you know, it's fine. And and joking aside, it's good that Star Trek has different yeah. cultures and we learn different things and we all work together. That's great. But, you know, Scotty 
plays bagpipes and wears a kilt, but he also has a life. Yeah. He also does things that aren't being Scottish. Yeah. All Chakotay ever wanted and to Chikuti's do. And is... character isn't. Go ahead. And Chikuti's character isn't any more fleshed out than the Walking this... Bear from this from this, <laughs> yeah, this one, one dimensional episode. twenty-two episode. Yeah, twenty-two yeah, and minute episode. He was on that show for seven years. Yeah, I mean, Walking Bear was more likable just because he got to hang out with Captain Kirk at yep. least. <laughs> there is that. So Chakotay, what do you think about? He today? got a T-shirt My saying people, that the spirits. Spirit of my people. My spirit animal. <laughs> my face I don't tattoo. have a face tattoo. My face tattoo. <laughs> my, <laughs> my spirit animal is Kuklakon. I can never get a job in retail. I've got a casino. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Kukukon counts as a giant dick bat. Maybe, you know, maybe that's our one. Yeah, let's go with that. If someone wants to get a picture of Cuckoo Khan and put in a dick bat by proxy over him, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'll probably Is he the king dick bat then? <laughs> yes. Well, he's appeared as many different gods over time, and he mentions them all. He's, you know, like I, Chinese dragons and this and that. And, and then he says, and the rest. And the rest. One, vo- one voice, many faces. <laughs> no, well, so that's James Dewey. So, yeah, I'm, co- I'm, I'm quoting Star Trek Five now. Ah. Never any. I wish that. you wouldn't. <laughs> There'll be time for that later, unfortunately. Yeah, we got Flonk to help us through that. Yes. One, so. <laughs> Is that his punishment for sending Pepsi or Coke? <laughs> no, he volunteered. Actually, believe it or not. Apparently, he yeah. also believes in suicide. We had. Uh, we had I think we, at that point, we had five and six still available. I was like, you can pick the good one or the not good one. He's like, I'll take the not good one. Really? All right. Pick five. Well, you already get one. Don't get greedy. No, but oh, five and six, <laughs> I would have picked five. Yeah. Well, yes. You have a weird so affinity for those uh, for those bad sequels, though. You also like Superman three. Yes. <laughs> Which I would oh. say, I would say, Star it Trek is... five is the Superman three of Star Trek. Movies. It was lacking in Richard uh... Pryor, though. Well, that's unfortunately. True. Yeah, it is. Yeah. See, but... Richard. Yes, that's that's the casting mistake they made. They should have cast him as as Cyborg yes. as the Spock yes. half brother. <laughs> Spock, it's me, Cyborg. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> so yeah, Walking Bear, like in and of himself, if they had had Walking Bear throughout the season, that would have been yeah, right. just that like, would have been cool. Like, okay, they got an Indian guy, that's yeah. great. But he or just even, shows up when they need him and then disappears. Yep. Or even if 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 you know if he wasn't on the bridge and they called him up to the bridge, yeah, exactly. For that reason, it's but like no, in um, just, hi, I'm on the bridge now. <laughs> it's like in Space Seed where they um they called for what's her name, uh, McGivers, uh, McGivers. Yeah, McGivers. Um, especially like we we have someone who's an expert on this. Go get her. Like there's 430 people on the ship. It's not hard to go fetch someone who's a specialist. Oh, what luck that I happen yeah. to be on the ship today. <laughs> I'm on the. I got bridge duty. I'm here all the time. You know. <laughs> He didn't sound anything no, like that. He sounded awful. like James Dewan doing the one voice he has. I'm an Indian. Obey me. <laughs> Obey me. <laughs> so... Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a bit where the where the god goes, uh, "Behold me as I truly am." Do we have to? Because Matt really did a good that's... job of describing. I me. said, "Behold me." You, you're like in your early in your summary. You're like this. This is a really sweet looking. Like no, he's not. Really not. He's a Flying snake with a... He's wearing a feather boa. It's <laughs> not good. Not at all good. All right. Anything else about this one? Uh, no. Jeff? 
Uh, yeah. Well, there's the bit where uh, Spock mentioned that Vulcan was visited by aliens. Oh, yeah, that oh, was yeah. really funny. That was. Um, I, I guess the impl- they, they left smarter. Yep. The implication was that he was actually talking about humans. I didn't catch that. I was reading Memory Alpha, and they said that that's what he really meant. Like, oh, we yeah, were but... we were visited by people from other worlds as well, but they left uh, they left smarter. Oh, I, I just thought... think he was being a dick. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, that's how I chose to take it as well. That, that... oh well, we we taught the gods a thing. That is too. exactly the kind of thing Spock would say and find funny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he does have a fake famous Vulcan sense yes. of humor, believe it or not. Now there's a, there's a bit in um, I don't remember if it was Next Gen or DS9 where Worf talks about how uh, the Klingons had gods, but they killed them. <laughs> It's kind of like that. That's really cool. Yes, that was brilliant, though. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. They were more trouble than they were worth. <laughs> they were more trouble than they were worth. Yeah, so they'd send them to the afterlife where they'd be trouble no trouble at all. At all. <laughs> send them to Stovacor. I also like that apparently, according to Star Trek, every single Earth religion is based on an omnip- yeah. omnipotent alien that visited Earth in the past. Except for, you know, the Christian god. The real one. The real one, yeah. And it turns out to be an evil alien in Star Trek V. Gotta bring that up again, damn it. <laughs> damn you, Star Trek V. Uh, Alright, Matt, you got an alternate title for this yes, one? Yes, uh, Tiberius Kirk and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> and your quote? Uh, this is Cuckoo Khan ranting and then firing his oo-ray. Something is wrong. Escaped? But How? I will smash it this time. <laughs> I'm always a fan of good ooray. All right, Gav. Uh, you last time you joined us for the series finale, and once again, here we are at the last episode, and, and it's yours. Tell us about the counterclock incident. And here we go. Uh, the Enterprise is taking Commodore Robert M. Schmidlap to Babel to honour him retiring. Not that he wants to retire, but he's old and no one cares what he says. He tells Kirk that this ship was like a child to him, which, needless to say, makes Kirk a tad uncomfortable. Uh, the Commodore sh- uh, Commodore's wife uh, arrives with a massive ugly flower, which McCoy says is just like her, when they suddenly detect an object on a collision course with a supernova, which is apparently a ring of gas now, but I digress. Kirk contacts the young woman on the ship to warn her, but she appears to be speaking Swedish. Oh no, wait, she's talking backwards. The tractor, they tractor beam the ship to stop it, but it has the opposite effect and takes the Enterprise into the supernova at ludicrous speed, so Kirk gives up. And now we're in the crazy Benjamin Button universe, where time <laughs> runs backwards. Black is white, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. But no time for that now. Mrs. Schmidlap is concerned about her flower. Yeah, whatever. The woman in the other ship, who they can understand now somehow, says that uh, she's returned to her universe now and her planet needs her. <laughs> so with nothing better to do, the Enterprise tags along for a laugh. They beam down to her son's laboratory, but he's old though. Get it? Told you it was crazy. Also, the son's voice is worse than Bale's Batman. So anyway, they find another gateway to get through. Uh, so plot a, plot a course for it. The only, the only thing is everyone is getting younger. Except when Filmation can't be bothered to animate it, then they're the same. All the Enterprise crew become children and consequently stupid, so can't operate the controls. Just a normal day, then. Then the Commodore, remember him, takes charge, and who saw that coming? Uh, And they get back to the normal universe. Like always, the transporter fixes all, and medals all around for everyone. Cue that bloody flower again. It's more triple than it's worth. (laughs) 
You know I'm always a sucker for those triple endings. <laughs> Every fucking time. I just put uh, that in like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, the, the, the actual name of the, the Commodore was uh, Robert April, who um, yes. was one of Roddenberry's original uh, pitches before he then changed it to Pike and then to Kirk. So it was a nice little nod by the writer to say, uh, oh, Robert April's actually part of, like, he was captain before Pike. Yep. So it's a nice little touch. It was like, like, if you count this as continuity, then it's it's nice that they acknowledge that. I, I like that. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's a dumb episode, but I like that yep. they kind of fill in some some uh, some continuity yes. gaps there. Um, I did like that the the last line in this was, uh, "It's given us all a second life," and then the series was cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well. Um, ah, irony. I did get really. I really did get tired of hearing about that old old woman's flower. Oh God, every time she <laughs> what was that, that about? Thing out. Which you know, <laughs> I'll just whip my flower. Out. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> I even left myself a note here. Oh, she means a literal flower, not her flower. <laughs> and yes, the the bit where he says he loves his ship like a child. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it was fucking. I just fantastic. picture Kirk like, yeah. <laughs> What are your intentions with my daughter, Captain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the... I've seen your blow-up Enterprise, Kirk. I know what you're up to. <laughs> you love that thing like a woman, too, I bet. Um, he loves that thing like a Capellan power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a Capellan flower, too. Yes. Yes. Capella's got all kinds of it's weird a, shit on it, It's a Capellan flower cat. <laughs> Um, okay, so the the negative space is basically just, you know, uh, white space with black stars. Yep. And the Enterprise travels through it backwards. Because kids are stupid. You just see that shot reversed. Which, uh, there's, nothing makes any sense at all. Their brains are back, like the people in the backwards universe, their brains are backwards, apparently. I, I just, I don't get it. And uh, Maybe they could have had, so, uh, maybe they could have had bones put them back in the right way around. <laughs> I mean, just so much of it, like... I don't care if it makes sense scientifically, but it needs to make sense, like, in the show. There needs some to be some basic internal consistency, and there wasn't. They just, they did whatever they wanted. <laughs> it just, uh, and at one point, April had, had, uh, had de-aged to the point where he assumed he would also de-rank. <laughs> so he was now captain instead of Commodore. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they weren't de-aging in real time, but apparently there's an explanation for that one, so. I don't know. I, the one note that I made here was, uh, so the only way we get a female captain is in a backwards universe? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it was dumb. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of, uh, of the uh, turn into kids thing. Yep. But, uh, there, was, there was some fun stuff in here, I thought. And it didn't take up too much of the episode, the kids thing. It was like the last five, ten minutes even. Yeah, that was the big dangerous thing that happened at the very end. It wasn't like... You had to watch them as kids being kids. Yeah, no one jumped on no. anyone's bed, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like the uh, Next Generation of Roscoe's where they hear oh. them turn into kids. Yeah. That, uh, that may be my least favorite episode of any Star Trek ever. Mm -hmm. I may hate that more than uh, Plato's Stepchildren, believe it Wow. Just... More than episodes of Voyager? I think so, yes. Wow. Wow. I mean, we'll see. We'll get there and I may be wrong. Jesus Christ, dude, let's I'm, not I'm... say things we can't take back here. 
<laughs> I really fucking hate rascals, okay? Number one dad just made me want to shoot my TV Elvis style. He's, just... he's my number one dad. Uh, Nick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, young Br- young Picard had a, had a butler named Willikins. <laughs> Make it so, yeah, number one. <laughs> makes as much sense as anything. I hated... Uh, uh, April just deciding, like, they, they all realize they can fix themselves by running the transporter backwards, of course. Of course they do. And uh, April and his wife are all like, well, we don't want to really go back to being young, because why would we? No, we've already lived our yeah. lives. Let's just die now. Fucking Roddenberry again. No. <laughs> so it's more suicide. No, nope, the human condition is to suffer, suck, and die. <laughs> Gene's vision, ladies and was- gentlemen. But if it wasn't such an optimistic show, I'm fine with that. I love bleakness in mm-hmm. sci-fi, but th- that's not really what it is. You're meant to like it and be happy yeah. about it. Yeah. And be it. interfered with by gods from other races. Mm-hmm. All the time. That, that came to Earth before. Yep. But we're not allowed to do it. Oh, no. Can't interfere. I the just... bloody crime directive. <laughs> the what now? The prime directive. The prime what? The what directive? The what what? <laughs> I don't know. The thing that uh, Janeway uses occasionally. Ah, when well. she remembers they have one. That lady. Yes. Um, and let's not talk about her flower. Ah! Why would you do that? <laughs> let's not talk about her at all. We have many years, good years ahead of us. Let's just focus on that. Sheath your flower, Janeway. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the Janeway and Chekhov show? Ah! <laughs> the all-new Janeway and Chekhov show? <laughs> the all-new adventures of Janeway and Chekhov. Of Catherine and Paul. Oh, I'm sad uh, now. There's a bit where let's come back to this, shall we? There's a bit where <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the the ship from the other universe is pulling them in at warp thirty six. Uh-huh. Really, yes. it's going warp a million. Yeah, just making shit up now. Uh, warp eighty two. We're going Apple minus two point six now. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're I'm on level. Sto- I'm stone. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> We're, we're on level cloud six now. Yeah. Uh, and there's a whole, like, they're not de-aging in real time. I guess there's some, an explanation for that. But when they come back to the to the other universe, I, I, it just it doesn't make any sense. They don't start re-aging. They have to go through the transporter. Yep. Yeah. It just, uh, what? I, overall, I think Red Dwarf did this better. Yep. Red Dwarf had a whole storyline where they were in a backwards universe. And, of course, they played it, it for it, laughs. It but... was actually running backwards. Yeah. They weren't, it wasn't about backwards universe, but we could still speak forwards. Yeah. No, everything went in reverse, and it was they had to work out the weird logic of having to do stuff backwards. And a lot, like a lot of things in Red Dwarf, yeah, they played it for laughs, and yeah, it's a sitcom, but they also kind of thought the science out a little yep. bit, which was cool. And uh, especially in the novelization of it, they really give it some thought, and, and some of the creepy implications of like having sex in a backwards universe. Yeah. It's like, ah! <laughs> so wait, first it, it comes in, oh, God. Well, it ew. shoots out of the woman. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just horrifying. So much yeah, better than this. And, and, and yeah. yet, not as creepy as that old lady's flower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which was, which, I don't know, were they going to sell old lady's flowers or something? Because they seem to like, stick it into every scene. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like the, the uh, Idic medallion. Like, uh, yeah. Roddenberry was trying to make a buck. Hippies love these, right? <laughs> By then it's 1974 and the hippies are all getting jobs. So no. Yeah, well I'm not saying Roddenberry was smart about it. Well, there's a lot <laughs> no, of things we're getting Rod- we're getting jobs now. <laughs> oh. There's a lot of things Roddenberry wasn't. 
Just wait. We're doing the motion picture shortly. We'll, yeah. Uh, I think that's th that's the biggest thing we have to hold against him. If we're building a case against Gene, I think that you know he wrote that. Yep. That's that's uh, it. And if they if they couldn't think of a title, were they just told to say something and then incident afterwards? I guess. Or or whatever, because it just seems to be a lot of them were like that. Well, that's you know. That's and the counterclock incident isn't that great a title. No, no, it's really not. And and you know, there's a lot of goofy wordplay you could do with backwards and you know, yeah, reverse and that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a blown opportunity, I think. The reverse backwards uh, agenda. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean that's why we do alternate titles. Yep. So, uh, Gav, what do you what do you got for that? Nice segue. Uh, my alternate title is Rascal's First Class. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be uh, Rascal's Begins, but no, First Class is yeah. better. First Class is better, I think. Yeah. Uh, you got a quote? The quote is Yes, it's, the quote is uh, when Carla Five and Kirk are talking to each other just before they Kirk leaves the universe, and it's just like I, I think I'm guessing that they had sex at one point in <laughs> <laughs> the backwards universe, and they neither of them want to see each other again, <laughs> and they're quite happy about that. I want to wish you luck, Captain. Whether you succeed or fail, the outcome will remain unknown to me. Yes, Carla Five, we'll burn to a crisp or escape into our own universe. Either way. You'll never hear from us again. See, because in the backwards universe, the women can use Kirk <laughs> <laughs> and never call him again. I don't think we we didn't mention. I don't think in your summary did you mention that her name was Carla Five. I think we 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 had no. I just mentioned. said the woman, didn't I? Right, or the young woman. I because I, I don't think we brought that up. Why is she named Carla Five? Like that that seems like a cool name for you know if there's a clone planet or something like. But a backwards universe doesn't make any no, sense. She's at all. just Carla Five. Yeah. All right. Oh, and the so planet like they're Gary from is Eric. His last name is Seven. Well, that's a that's a you know of the Massachusetts sevens. <laughs> they they stole that from uh, George Costanza, I think. <laughs> now, yeah, like uh, David Beckham leaving his naming his uh, middle his child's middle name is seven. Really, Harper, se Harper seven. Oh lord! <laughs> it sounds like a space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've decommissioned ours, so maybe now we're sending. Uh, <laughs> Sending children into space. <laughs> children into space. Why not? I'm pretty much okay Which with that. Which brings us back to Rascal's first class. <laughs> no, on the planet they were from is Eret, which is Terra backwards. Oh, uh, really? I didn't notice yeah. that. Damn it! Just like you didn't notice, Mister Atos. You just these things just go right by yeah. you. I guess that's probably for the best. Mm. I wish I didn't. I notice was much them. happier before I knew. So, yeah. And the uh, and the star. That was supernova in this was the the star that was going supernova in all our yesterdays mm -hmm. the one with the Mister Atos. That's a nice. See, I think I think enough time had passed between the live action series and the animated series where some of the writers were aware, like they were fans, and they wanted to start well, bringing the canon into it and tying things back. And I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the guy that wrote this was a fan, so he's like sticking things in like that when he could. I think I, I like that. Hmm. I like that people were really starting to get into it at this point, and uh, and you know, trying to trying to weave a tapestry instead of just writing more nonsense. They were really trying to build a world, and the, didn't always work, but you know, at least they tried. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, between uh, uh, the original series was canceled in '69, and this mm -hmm. started in '73, so that's four years. Which when we when we always hear about it, it's like, oh, Star Trek went away for a really long time. But if you think about it, that is the exact amount of time between 
when Enterprise ended and when the uh, the Abrams movie came yep. out. Four years. And at this point, it looks like, and, and I'm not even making a joke here, it looks like there might be four years between <laughs> Abrams yeah. movies. Because it was supposed yeah. to be in summer of 2012, and, and the speculation now is that it's going to be summer of 2013, which is four years. So, I mean, it's a long time, well, but it's not that long. Or even Christmas 20... When was the other one out? Summer, was it? Yeah, yeah it, was, it came out in early. It was, it was like summer. late April, early May. Like, it was, it was oh, early right, for a yeah. summer movie, I remember, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, there's talk about releasing it at Christmas, I did see. That may be, because the thing is, what I had read, um, and this was a direct quote, the rest of it's kind of speculation, but what I had read was, uh, Abrams was busy working on Super 8 and, and doing the promotion for it and all that, so he just became available from that. And he looked at this this 80 or 90 page, like, half script, half treatment that the, that the team had been working on. And he's like, this is pretty good, but we need to start over. So this was like last month. So they've started from scratch as of like a month ago. And from that, yeah, I, it's I think doubtful. I was right. It was twenty second century. Yeah, and and so, <laughs> so from that, I don't think they're going to start shooting in September or whenever it was they were going to try to do for a, for a next summer release. I think they're probably at best going to start. And again, this is all that I've read. This speculation, but they're probably going to start filming in like January. Right. There's no chance you're going to get a summer movie out if you start in January. So. At best, the end of the year, but probably the following summer. So, but what I'm saying is, we always hear about how how long there was, how long we went without Star Trek, but it was four years. And between the end of this, when it ended in '74, and the the motion picture in '79, that was only five years. Hmm. So really, you know, they didn't. Yeah, it wasn't that long at all. We've suffered just as much as those guys have. <laughs> We've gone without Star Trek for a very long time. Our own. Self. Yes, but we're doing it Fear now. Our suffering. Yeah, come on. Yeah, like the end of Deep Space Nine to the uh, the new movie. That was like years and yeah, years. Yeah, there was no Star Trek then. Conveniently missing out everything else. No, nope, <laughs> there was no Star Trek in between. <laughs> yeah, now if you if you think of it that way, then yeah, it was uh, like what ten years? I think DS Nine ended in ninety nine. Yeah. I think. So yeah, that would have been that would have been quite a long time. Ah, uh, fuck you, Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Bacula. <laughs> but yeah, there was there was like five years between this. But I mean. In the meantime, they were trying to develop uh, Star Trek Phase Two, uh, which would have been a new TV series. Right. Hmm. It like well, it the would, first step. Yeah, that would have happened a few years after after the animated series, and then they decided, with uh, Star Wars being so popular, let's make it a movie instead. So, I mean, had that not happened, we would have gotten a new TV series even sooner. But uh, without Spock. Yeah. So, I mean, it all. I think it all worked out better because you you got to have Nimoy. I mean. Let's be honest. I, we're not all tremendous fans of, of Shatner's acting, but you, you got to have Captain Kirk there, and you got to have Spock, yep. and you got to have Bones. Yep. The yep. rest of them you can take or leave, but you got to have those guys. And uh, and you you got to have Eric's and Walking Bear as well. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I think they've had uh, they've had adventures in the extended universe, haven't they? Probably. I believe so. Well, Mark said Walking has. Bear. I think had. I think Walking Bear. Eric's has, has, yeah. That's right. You said Eric's and and Rest just show up in the uh, in the uh, the Peter David Newford. Yep, they books. go to the future and get sure. jobs on ships. Well, that's what they're qualified to do. <laughs> Damn people from the past stealing our jobs. All right. So yeah, that is that is it for the animated series. That is it. We're almost done with with all of Kirk's adventures entirely. Yep. We have uh, seven movies to go, and we're done. Yep. Um, and he'll pop up, and Kirk will appear again in Generations. Uh, 
Um, Kirk, Kirk will appear again and die another day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, we got, you know, we got a, we got a Scotty cameo or no, a Scotty episode. We got a Spock episode. We got a Bones cameo, but I mean, we're, you know, we're almost done with this crew. Yep. So, uh, we will miss them. The movies and that's it. Yeah, we will. I, I really, that's the one thing above all that the 2009 movie really did for me is like, and going back through these again, there's a lot of good here. There's a lot of not good here, but these are great characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they're getting another chance because they're, you know, there's more stories to tell with these guys. They're, they're a good bunch and there's a good dynamic. And <laughs> they could maybe use a couple more women, but other than yep. that, I think it's a good group. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could bring, uh, I can't think of any other women. To, was, is, was Rand in the movie? No. no. Uh, no, and they mentioned Chapel Nurse Chapel a, by name, yeah. but I don't think you actually saw her. If you did, you saw like the back of her head. They bring in like Carol Marcus. Yeah, you could do that. There's plenty of people. It's I mean, Uhura yeah. did a great job, and she was actually you know strong and capable yeah. and all that. You just you need a few more. I'd love if they brought just be a sausage. I'd love it if they brought Noel back. You could have uh, who Noel. Oh yeah, Helen Noel. Helen Noel. She Noel. was good. You or, could have uh, Robert Apel's wife. Yes, and her <laughs> and flower. Her flower. Yeah. Well, how I wonder how all this time tampering has affected her flower. I mean, that, <laughs> she, we got to know. She joined the, the Nero. Nero completely altered the history of her flower. Now she joined the. Uh, her flower is now the size of a space station. <laughs> joined the, That's no flower. She joined uh, temporal investigations. Her flower carefully <laughs> tracks all t- all uh, time travel problems. No, they all wear one on their lapel. It's like a detector. <laughs> it's like the doctor's celery. <laughs> that was for you, Gaff. I probably completely mis- misstated that. But that was for you, nonetheless. All yeah. right, so yeah, we're uh, we're gonna take a break for a few weeks. I'm I'm taking a little vacation, and um, I think we'll be gone two or three weeks, not long. Um, and then we will be back. Uh, I think the last week of August with the motion picture, and we'll be doing uh, one movie a week with a different guest every time. Uh, Gav called his personal favorite Star Trek Three, so you'll be, <laughs> you'll be hearing his lovely voice here in a few weeks again. Um, You'll never be rid of me. Well, and uh, and also you guys have, have committed to something of a regular schedule on, on your own podcast, on the Doctor Who podcast, correct? Yes, we're, we're uh, planning to do every three weeks. Which I wish was fortnightly because I love hearing, as I particularly love hearing... You just like... <laughs> well, I like the word fortnightly, but I particularly like hearing it in accents. Like, it's it's a very it's a very British word, fortnightly. And hearing you say it or hearing Gav say it would just, it sounds right. And so every three weeks is, it's not quite right. But I think it's more uh, attainable three weeks. No, that's not to say say that's attainable. (laughs) No, you guys have committed to a schedule. That's good. That's, I mean, we've, that's how we've managed to do as many as we have because you you try to hold a schedule. Uh, And that's uh, drunken time travel. Uh, What's the, uh, what's the address for the fine people at home? Uh, Drunkentimetravel.blogspot.com. Right, and you guys are working. You have an RSS feed up. I know you, you're running some yes, trouble with Gav's iTunes. Yes, Gav's put a feed up. Yeah. But apparently you can just put the feed into iTunes. Correct. And it works that way. So you should definitely subscribe to that. If you if you like what we do with Star Trek, they do basically the same thing with Doctor Who, only they're drunk. Yes. Which makes yes. it even better. One thing missing so. from the post-atomic horror. <laughs> yes. So definitely check that out. And like I say, we will be back in a couple of weeks to do... The motion picture. We we really have to steal ourselves for that one because it's very boring. I'm uh, bringing a much us. more interesting Star Trek book to read while it's on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so that's all for us, and we'll be back short. See ya, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham, copyright 2011. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this for fun.